0: Hey, hello. Welcome to Sheet Conversations with Linda and Andrea. We talk about anything and everything through real life observations and experiences. Come and get inspired, uplifted, and wise with us. Wise? Yes, wise. Yes, wise. Yay! (laughs) October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and we're just so excited to have not only us, Andrea myself speaking on breast cancer, we have special guests that we want to bring to the studio and to the podcast. And just like, you know, they share the experience and speak on their journey for surviving breast cancer. We don't have that testimony, we cannot speak on it, but we have excellent expert that can now speak on it. Exactly. So in this episode, we're so excited to bring Taffy Lynn Barres. She's a national board certified health and wellness coach who specializes in cancer recovery. She's a breast cancer survivor, and she understands the power of lifestyle medicine in addition to traditional treatments. She's gonna just speak on her journey, not only as a survivor, but as a coach. And she has so much to share. Make sure you have your pens and pencils and notepads and just you're from her heart. how she shares her journey on, you know, as a survivor and as an expert. She has a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for sharing everything you know with us, Taffy. We're blessed to have you.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Chic Conversations. My name's Tappy Lynn Butters. I'm with Pink Pineapple Health, and today we're going to be talking about breast cancer awareness. Thank you so much, Andrea and Linda, for inviting me to come in and have this talk today. So it was like four years ago when I first was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it was a really uh, interesting time in my life. It almost felt like a really horrible country song, um, if it was going wrong, it was happening to me. My husband had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Uh, My father had also been diagnosed with a rare uh, vocal cord cancer. My dog had died and my kid had run away. So to say that being diagnosed with breast cancer was just the cherry on top of the cake um, would be an understatement. An interesting fact is that more than 50% of women will find their own breast cancer, and that was true for me. Um, it started with a self-exam um, that I really wasn't planning on doing that month, and if we're being quite honest, it wasn't something that I did every month, but um, as I was uh, washing my hair, I did notice that my uh, nipple on my right breast was moving backwards as my arms were um, raised above my head. It just didn't look right. And after further investigation with my doctors, I soon found out that unfortunately I was right. So when we think about breast cancer and what that looks like for most women, according to the CDC, breast cancer is the second most common cancer among women. That means one in eight women are going to receive a breast cancer diagnosis in their lifetime, one in eight. I mean, that's that's insane. Uh, one in 833 men will also receive a breast cancer diagnosis. Um, we must not forget that breast cancer um, is not biased when it comes to men or women. And the rate at which breast cancer is being diagnosed in many women under the age of 40 is dramatically rising. Um, and so why is that? Why are we seeing so many more people, whether they're in their 20s or their 30s, that are coming up with uh, breast cancer, colon cancer, so many cancers. Um, but specifically, when we think about breast cancer, and it's, so it's a lot of environmental factors. It's also reported that 5% of breast cancers are hereditary. That leaves 90 to 95% of breast cancers to be infect, affected by environment. So what kind of things would that be? Well, a lot of us are leading a sedentary lifestyle. Um, we go to our jobs. We sit at our desk. Um, we're not moving enough. That means that we're also inside. We're not getting enough sun exposure. Our lives are full of stress. And stress is something that you're like, gosh, I can't get rid of all the stress in my life. And that's true. But I would tell you that you can um, start to calm your stress. You know, our bodies are not meant to be in this fight or flight mode on a daily basis. I mean, if a lion was coming in to attack you, it'd be great because you would know that you had to, um, to fight. But having that heightened sense of awareness on a daily basis is simply not healthy. Toxicity is at an all-time high, whether it's what you're cleaning your house with, what you're cooking your food with, your makeup, um, even your clothes. Our food supply has been completely bastardized, if you will, and it's not being sustainable in the way that you are receiving nutrient-dense food. Um, Agriculture and big pharma are making sure that we're not getting good, healthy food. Um, Obesity is a problem um, that's affecting a lot of us. And so we need to turn that around. Um, And a lot of the uh, exposure to uh, electronic magnetic field, the EMFs from your cell phones are disrupting the balance in our lives. So if you're wondering why there's this great increase of cancer in young people or just anybody of any age, these are some factors that we want to start looking at. For those people that are diagnosed, 67% of studies report an increase in psychological outcomes, general mental health and quality of life when they are exposed to health coaching. And that's what I do. I became a health coach uh, halfway through my chemo. Um, Halfway through my chemo, it occurred to me, how on earth was I going to heal myself from breast cancer with surgery, chemo, and radiation alone? I started asking some really um, hard questions when it came to my doctors and my care How was I going to create health back into my body? And they didn't have the answers for me. I wanted to know what to eat. I wanted to know if exercise can make a difference. Did it matter how much I slept or what my stress looked like? And what I quickly found out after I threw myself back in school was that those were the things that I Had control over. Those were the things that were going to empower my health and help me to be the healthy person that I needed to be. I wanted to learn how to defend my health and heal. What I didn't know was that those things that I selfishly was trying to implement into my own life, because they weren't being taught to me, that meant that they weren't being taught to you. And that's how I got into helping people with breast cancer. So what is breast cancer? Breast cancer is a a long process that happens over 10 to 12 years. And that's true for most cancers. There is a cancer cascade that happens. This is where it could be that maybe you didn't clear a virus or maybe you had some sort of traumatic experience in your life that caused an unsurmountable amount of stress or any kind of other factors that we can't quite put our finger on. But at that point, there was one cell in your body that decided to go rogue. And because your body, for whatever reason, may have been um, affected and suppressed um, in the immune system, Next thing you know, this cascade starts to happen. So once you figure out that you do have breast cancer, um, what do you do? And how do you even know that you have breast cancer? Well, we've already talked about self-exam. Self-exam is so important. Um, Every single month, get in the shower, soap up your hands, and start gently rolling your hands. Over each area of your breast, under your arms, in your armpit. What are you looking for? You're looking for things like lumps, bumps, irregularities. Have you noticed a rash or some sort of dimpling on your breast? Is your nipple moving backwards like mine was? Or does it have sort of an inverted um, nature about it? Is there some sort of uh, fluid that may be leaking from the nipple area? These would all be indications that you need to have somebody take a look, take a deeper dive into what's going on. Even though the recommendation for mammography is age 40, if there is a genetic component, um, it might be that you want to start that earlier. Mammography is a great way for detection, but I got to tell you, it can only detect something if it's five millimeters or bigger. So what does that mean? Earlier detection could look like using thermography. It could be um, sonograms or even MRIs. And sometimes these things aren't available. So if not, sometimes mammography is the best um, option for you. Going to get back again on genetics versus environment. So there's a big theory that genetics are the, is the biggest driving factor when it comes to cancer. The way genetics work is that you can be predisposed to breast cancer or any illness based on things that are passed down. But what the ultimate thing that's being passed down from your family is how do they cope with stress? What kind of things are you eating or being taught to eat? What is the lifestyle and behaviors? That's the biggest hereditary part that's being passed down. And interestingly enough, those are the things that are the biggest impact on the environment. So when we think about environment, there is a science um, out there called epigenetics. And what that is, is that it's the study of how cells in your body are being affected by the environment in which they're in. So what kind of things would affect the environment? Well, it could be anything from what you're eating. How you are um, reacting to stressors or happiness or anything, other emotion that may be going on? What other factors? Is there pollution in and around where you live? Is the water clean? Do you have access to good quality food? All of these things affect the environment of the cells and play to epigenetics. That means that your DNA has almost like a switch that you can either turn it on or turn it off. And that's why, if even if you have one of these gene mutations, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically get the disease that's associated with it. So let's talk about some lifestyle interventions that you can start doing um, to promote prevention. This can also be a way for you to help create health even after a diagnosis. I like to think of these as almost like what you would call seeds, right? If you are cultivating and creating a garden within your body, um, you want to make sure that the soil is rich and the soil is healthy and that all the nutrients that are going in are good. So we'll use SEEDS as an acronym. The first one being sleep. Sleep is more powerful than you think it is. You may be like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to sleep or I can only operate on you know four or five hours and um, it's just not a really big priority for me. I would challenge you and I would say that sleep is probably more important than you could ever possibly imagine. That's when your body repairs itself. You rest, you digest, and you repair. So what does that mean? That means that your hormones are being produced while you're sleeping. All of those damaged cells that we all have, that's why you hear that saying where people say, well, everybody has cancer cells, and it's partway true because there's damaged cells, and that process of eliminating them happens while you sleep. It's a chance for your body to regenerate and reestablish itself um, while you get your Zs and get ready for the next day. Let's go on to the E. E is for eat. Eating is the number one thing that after a breast cancer diagnosis, most people want to change. And it's for good reason. Food is medicine. And I know you've heard this. But it's oftentimes that we don't pay attention to our food until we have to. Food in our society today um, is not even food sometimes, whether it's fast food, which all of the nutrients and everything has been pulled out of it, or it's processed foods that contain ingredients that you can't even pronounce. Um, So you can only imagine what your body's thinking when you're bringing this type of information in. These type of foods can actually cause um, disruption. It can cause inflammation. So when we're thinking about preventing cancer or even healing cancer, we want to make sure that our diet is rich in whole foods. Plant-based foods um, would be the majority of what you need in order to get um, nutrient density and to really boost up your immune system. The next E, will move on to exercise. And I know what you're thinking. I don't even like to exercise or I might exercise, you know, once or twice a week. I would tell you that exercise is probably one of the most important things that you can be doing for yourself on a daily basis. The recommendation, um, even from the American Cancer Society over to the CDC, is 150 to 300 minutes a week of moderate exercise. And in addition to that, you want to make sure and sprinkle in some um, strength training, which it seems like a lot, but it's really, really not. And so when you're exercising, there's a lot of different things that happen. It's, you know, It helps to keep your weight managed, which is great, um, but it gives you your strength. And when it comes to healing, you're doing things like reducing your inflammation and pushing oxygen throughout your body. And let me tell you something, cancer hates oxygen. So the next time you're thinking about what could I be doing more of, I would say make sure it's exercising daily. The D in seeds is detox. Um, when we think about detox, it's sometimes in our mind of like, let's do a cleanse or um, what can I do to flush everything out? And while some of those things are really um, important and work really well, detoxing is a whole lot more. It's detoxing your mind, it's detoxing your body, and it's detoxing your soul. So it's taking a look at what are you letting in to your thoughts? What kind of things are you watching and bringing in? Are you releasing the things that aren't serving you? Um, are you eating good nutrient-dense things? Are you sweating when you are exercising? That is a great way to detox and could be easily achieved um, just by, I know here in Dallas, in the summertime, just walking outside sometimes. Um And also just um, your soul of connecting to a higher power. Detoxing and mindset are, um, is important, if not more important than what you are eating and your exercise, which leads us to the last S in seeds and that's stress management. Um, Finding ways that you can incorporate simple things. And you know what, this is not cookie cutter friends. What makes sense to you? What in your life um, speaks to you? Maybe when you were back in college, uh, you would journal to help get out your emotions and feelings. Let's do that again. Let's get that power back again to get that energy moving in the right direction. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, whether it's yoga or meditation or Um, going out and exercising, um, getting your journaling on, anything that will help you to relieve stress and actively relax, I challenge you to figure out what it is. Lastly, I think I would leave you with understanding what's your risk. There's a couple of tools online that you can um, Google in, you know, breast cancer risk and figure out what is my risk. So it would be things like, you know, where do you live? Um, There are some genetic components. Um, It's also socioeconomic uh, factors that play into this. But knowing where you are and being able to take that information and move it forward into a prevention before it happens. Getting in the right mindset is another thing that will help you to start moving this breast cancer prevention and awareness forward. I've really enjoyed talking to you today about breast cancer awareness and if you have any questions about what's going on, check me out on Instagram. You can find me at breastcancersurvival.com or you can also look at my website at www dot dot com. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I hope to see you soon.